So I'm not trying to start a podcast, but I'm also not not trying to start a podcast. Um, I want to talk about something that's real serious. We're talking big time. We're talking worldwide. We're talking sensations sweeping every nation. We're talking about Haruki Murakami. Listen, I finished reading The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle yesterday. It was my second reading of this 600-page tome. And as with my first time reading it, I'm not quite sure how to feel. And I have a whole lot of thoughts. And these are thoughts that can only be expressed through words. And I'm kind of an anxious phone person don't like being on the phone so I can't call anyone about it so I might as well record myself talking about it and then probably put it on the internet so like I said I'm not trying to start a podcast but I'm not not trying to start a podcast you know what I'm saying what is this phenomenon is what I'm trying to figure out this Haruki Murakami phenomenon I first read this book in 2015, I'm pretty sure, so five years ago, Um, and I remember, I don't remember how I came upon it, maybe somebody told me that they thought I would like it, Um, because this author's books tend to appeal to people who are interested in the existential, the trippy, the weird, um, the symbolic, the transcendental, the psychedelic. I was like, yeah, I'm into all that stuff. So I picked, I picked this up and I read it back then. Basically, it follows this protagonist. His name is Toru. He's living in what I think is like mid-80s Japan. He's unemployed and married to his wife named Kumiko. And they lose their cat, and the book begins with them being like, where'd the cat go? Oh, weird. We've had him for six years, and he's never run away, but now he's missing. And the wife is pretty upset about it, and she wants Toru, because he's unemployed, she wants him to kind of spend his days trying to find the cat. So he's trying to find the cat. Next thing we know, his wife disappears, and then a whole lot of weird stuff happens after that, and point kind of is that he's trying to find his wife but he doesn't seem very passionate about it um and I don't think that's intentional basically his wife disappears he uh, is encountered by a host of strange sexy women including a 17 year old um and no one else besides two war heroes and a faceless guitar player. Those are essentially the characters. Here's the acclaim for the book in the front page. Quote, With the wind-up bird chronicle, Murakami spreads his brilliant, fantastical wings and soars. Seductive. A labyrinth designed by a master, at once familiar and irresistibly strange. An epic as sculpted and implacable as a bird by Brancusi. 
mesmerizing, original, fascinating, daring, mysterious, and profoundly rewarding. A beguiling sense of mystery suffuses the wind-up bird chronicle and draws us irresistibly and ever deeper into the phantasmagoria of pain and memory, compelling and convincing. I disagree with every single one of those quotes. I don't think this book was well-written at all. Which is funny because when I first read it, I went, I am pretty meticulous about keeping track of what I read because I'm a bit of a nerd. And I went on my Goodreads account. I read this. I finished it in March of 2016. I think it took me a couple months to read. Um, I ended up giving it four stars. And my review of the book said, quote, Highly recommend for people who would enjoy trippy dreams and existential crises after each reading sesh. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm pretty sure that review was bullshit. I'm pretty sure that I wanted to feel that way. And so I wrote that as a 21-year-old trying to be interesting. I think I wanted really, really badly to feel that way. And I still understand that. Five years later, I still understand that feeling because that's why I reread it. I want to like this book so much. I want to like Murakami so much. My friends like him. The people at the bookstores I shop at like him. He has good reviews. Everybody's like freaking out. Like, this was so good. I was so captivated the whole time. And I will say, there were points within the 600 pages. Obviously, I finished the dang book. Like, there are points that are captivating. There is imagery that is beautiful. There, you know, there are characters that are sort of interesting. The characterization is the weakest by far, um, maybe that I've ever read. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. But there are parts that are really captivating. And it is weird. And you want to you wanna know what it all means and, like, what it's all about. Um, but I, I was, I'm pretty sure I was completely BSing that review. I gave it four stars. Look, I don't feel like I entirely wasted my time rereading it. But it's some of the worst writing I've ever read. Ooh, that sounds harsh, but I mean it. Some of the worst writing I've ever read in my life. And that kind of leads me to the next thing. Um, it's a little frustrating to me, the, uh, the narrative surrounding Haruki Murakami and his novels and kind of the allure and the mystery and the hype. Um... And, and kind of like heralding him as a genius. I would call him creative. I would not call him a genius. I would not call him skilled as a writer or as a storyteller. I would call him creative and prolific. Um, and let me apply a little caveat to that. I'm not sure if the what I see as terrible writing. And I know that makes me sound like an asshole. I know it makes it seem like I think I could do it better. I don't. Because I could never write something this big and this weird, probably. Definitely. Because I've never written a thing in my life. LOL. So what I was going to say was, I'm not sure if what I see as terrible writing 
is actually terrible writing in its original form in Japanese, or if this translation, or if the English translations just suck. But it's really, really bad. Like, at one point early on in the book, uh, Toru's wife Kumiku calls him from work. She works for a magazine or something, and she asks him, Do you ever write poetry? And the line, I kid you not, and this is how it is throughout the book. The line goes, poetry? Poetry? Did she mean poetry? I'm dead serious. So the scene goes like so. Hi, Toru. I was just wondering, do you write, ever write poetry? Toru. Poetry? Poetry? Did she mean dot 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 poetry? Dead freaking serious. And that's how it is. Um, just like... The inner world of this protagonist is so bland, it's unbelievable. And it's not bland in a way that's interesting or seems like a trait. It seems like bad writing. It's bland in a way that feels like the whole book is bullshit. And throughout the book, he's just encountered by mostly women. It's either women or war heroes, basically or very like masculine men. Almost all of the women in the book are just mercilessly sexualized from this kind of unsettling viewpoint because it's not like, oh, I wanted to fuck her so bad. It's like, I was such a nice guy and I didn't want to fuck her, but I ended up fucking her. I was thinking to myself that I was married, but for some reason it didn't matter. Her breasts were just like my wife's breasts. I'm, I'm dead serious. And one of these women is his 17-year-old neighbor. And at one point, he literally says, her name's Mei Kasahara. And he's like, goodbye, Mei Kasahara. You looked great in a bikini. That's a real line from the book. <sighs> so it bothers me. Having listened to a couple podcasts after finishing it yesterday, because I just really wanted some answers. I was like, why do people like this book? Maybe I'm missing something. It makes me feel a little bit dumb. And I don't like that. <laughs> that I'm like, am I dumb or is everyone else dumb? Because this, it's really, to me, terrible writing. Sure, the story is weird and interesting enough to keep me reading through and to make me like not pissed off by the end, but just frustrated. Um, because it felt like there was no kind of satisfying resolu resolution. There was no clever kind of surprise or the story was built kind of haphazardly where it's really creative and it's really kind of interesting, but you don't get any answers. Um, and if you do get answers, they're handed to you on a silver platter in a kind of like clear violation of the old cliche, like show, don't tell. This book just tells. It's like, I was sad because my wife was gone. It wasn't like, you know, I woke up sweating or whatever. It, it was just, it's just not, it's just not good storytelling. It reads like a dream journal, sort of, with a few exceptions where there, there are parts that are really interesting, and that's usually in the form of letters um, or like the letters that are written to the protagonist are the most captivating and interesting or the things that he reads, but his inner monologue and his dialogue with people is the blandest shit I've ever read in my life. 
so it's a little frustrating. I listened to a couple podcasts and these guys, I listened to three podcasts and they were all men. And I'm saying that because I feel like it might be significant because I worry and it's not just men who idolize Haruki Murakami, but I do worry that that readers hold him to a different standard because of his current reputation and like good for him he's found a niche a niche I'm trying to train myself to say that word correctly but it makes me sound makes me feel like an asshole he's found a niche that is working for him and people enjoy the books and that's fine um but I just worry that we're not really being fair with this book and it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things but it's just a little frustrating to hear these men on this podcast on these podcasts herald him as a genius be like oh Murakami's a genius this this book is so layered and and intense and I was mesmerized and I couldn't put it down it's like I could definitely put this book down there would be good parts and then it would kind of go back to just this weird robotic narrative style it's like, I cooked my dinner, and then I went to answer the phone. It was a mysterious woman with a sexy voice asking me questions. I'm sorry, I'm cooking spaghetti, I said. Can I call you back later? D- like, that's how it is. And so to hear people, like, say he's a genius and say it's some of the best writing they've ever read, and some of their favorite but I can see it being your favorite type of book because it is weird, and sometimes it feels good to get lost in something that's weird and makes no sense and requires nothing of you. And that's what this book does. It requires nothing of you because it hands you everything. It's part of why it's so big. It's 600 pages long because it doesn't leave anything to the imagination. And so in that way, it's not imaginative or creative at all. And it's not clever because it, it just tells you a bunch of weird shit. And there's a place for that, for sure. It's just like being told a weird story, but there's no craft to it. And it doesn't really make sense. And it all feels like it's pulled directly out of the author's ass with no plan. There's like a little bit of a plan. There's just enough of a plan to leave you or me personally a little frustrated that it wasn't more fleshed out. A person on one of the podcasts said, this might, this is probably the best writing I've ever read from the first person perspective. And he said it so confidently that I literally, and I'm a critic, but I said out loud, I was like, what? What? And then he like reiterated it. And he was like, yep, best writing I've ever read from first person perspective for sure. I couldn't help but think this man has lost his damn mind because it is some of the worst writing I've ever read in my life first perspective or not um sorry just is and that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it because I certainly like enjoy I enjoyed it I think I enjoyed it but at the same time it feels completely half-baked it almost feels like something that I would read in my creative writing class in college where somebody's like oh I have this weird idea like I'm just gonna run with it and then they just run with it for pages and pages and pages and pages and pages with no real direction and the characters are weird and sexualized and there's no context that makes sense it's almost like it's weird for the sake of being weird thinking that being weird is gonna make it smart 
like, oh, if I put in a weird element here, it'll make me deep. And that's what I worry that we're doing with Murakami, is I worry that readers think that it's smart and it says something about you to like Murakami because it seems like the consensus that if you like Murakami, you are a thinker. You're a deep thinker. You're someone who questions things. You're someone who delights in the strange and the weird and the existential and you know you're not like other people I'm not like other girls it feels like that and it's frustrating for me like I said it was a little bit of a red flag that I couldn't find any women talking about the book positively I have found men talking about it negatively I'm not saying that all men love Murakami and all women don't because my female friends like Murakami as well I just worry that there's sort of this like idolization of him as like this genius that I I worry men wouldn't give the same respect to a female author just as I would worry if I read a really poorly written book by a woman that a lot of my female feminist friends were freaking out over And then if I were to go read it and find that it was actually bad, I would worry that they were only saying they liked it or they were getting caught up in the the allure of like, oh, a female writer and not actually good writing. I just worry that I just worry that our our perspectives, no matter who we are, I worry about how our perspectives and biases come into play when we're talking about what's good and what isn't. And it just doesn't seem fair. Um, that this book should be and this author should be heralded as a genius because I really don't think he is. So I guess I'm saying that I'm wondering if Murakami is a scam. And if he's scammed us all to make a bunch of money by putting out some kind of weird, kind of bad books, good for him. He could do worse things. Um, I get the sense that he really enjoys writing. And so good for him. Um, I just am a little bit frustrated with, with how his books are talked about. Um, I think they have a place. I don't think their place is under the category of genius. And I think that's my gripe. Okay. 